going? Welcome back. This is UCC 98.3 FM. It's a, it just turned 3 o'clock and it's Wednesday. It's semester 2, 2023. It's a whole new year, but it's the exact same show. This coming up next is Vials and Vials with myself, AJ Whelan. Uh, and pretty much what I have in store for you is it's a very, it's a feel-good show. So I want you to just sit back, relax, and just let the show talk for itself. Uh, I'm going to have music from... Uh, Billy Paul, Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I just said Kendrick Lamar. Usually this show doesn't really go into anywhere near rap. But uh, I decided, feck it, why not? Uh, so, big news actually for the radio show. Uh, so, from this in... Sorry, this someone who came in there, I sat down and got a shock of my life. The seat is way lower than what I used to be. <laughs> I was expecting to sit down and then I kept going. But uh, in today's show, we have... Uh, I said like Kendrick Mad, Billy Paul, some Pebble Dash. Oh no, I played Pebble Dash uh, before Christmas. Rolling Stones anyway, Fleetwood Mac, Jackson's Train, and uh, maybe some Steely Dan. We'll see. So, big news. All shows, all my shows can now be found on uh, on Spotify. Spotify or Anchor. If you list, wherever you listen to your uh, uh, your podcast. Not on Apple Music, so either Spotify or Anchor. But I have... Some very, very good... All my shows are there. Minus... Uh, I'm missing... Uh, what? I'm missing week 14? So the episodes I have up there are... Let's hang on, I'll get up here. I'm on my Spotify. Vinyls and Vibes Podcast. There we go. So there is about 15 or 16 episodes from week 11 onwards. But it's missing week 14. Because I think that at the time I tried to get the recording for it. And it, the, just the recording collapsed. Yeah, it not collapsed at a... It, it the recording wouldn't work and I'm missing week 28 uh, because well that was a really really bad show so I, I, it was unplanned it didn't go to well the week before I had an unplanned show as well that's, that's up there it's called week 27 unplanned melody but uh, that went to well, well that went well but the second one didn't uh, so I just got rid of it I didn't want to put it up because it wasn't good content it was just me just being frustrated because like ah this show hasn't gone to plan at all but anyway I'm going to go straight into the mix of things we have starting off on Spotify this year. Oh, that's still going. Starting up on Spotify uh, right now, we have one of my favorite rap songs of all time. This is from 2014. This is Kendrick Lamar. This is I. Tribulation, but I know God. Satan wanna put me in a bow tie. Pray that the holy water don't go dry. Yeah, yeah. As I look around me, so many motherfuckers wanna down me, but they know me gon' never drown me. In front of a dirty double mirror, they found me, and I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky sides. I love myself, but it can do what it want whenever they want. I don't mind. I love myself. What you, gonna what you gonna do? Lift up your head and keep moving. Or let the paranoia haunt you. Oh, Peace to fashion, police, I wear my heart. On my sleeve, let the runway start. You know the man's about to love company. What do you want from me and my scars? Everybody lack confidence. Everybody lack confidence. How many times my potential was anonymous? How many times the city making me promises? So I promise this. I love myself. The world is a ghetto, big guns and dicky I love myself. But they can do what they want whenever they want. Frustration, keep y'all on tuck and rotation. I duck these cold faces, post up, feed five, four, four faces. Dreams are realities, peace. Blow steam in the face of the beast. The sky can fall down, the wind can cry down. The strong in me, I still smile. I love myself. The world is a
was very funky very groovy very hip hop that was Kendrick Lamar with 2014 single uh, I single one letter I uh, it appeared on his The Pimper Butterfly album which came out in the same year and it was actually the, uh, the first single off the album uh, but the album version is quite different because it, uh, the idea is it's kind of more of a concept album and the idea is that he plays it but he's playing it live but then he stops it and uh, he stops the song midway through and he talks to the crowd and starts talking about the word Negus and how it means the black king and Negus was, was a Nigerian king and he tried to he wanted it to, to stop use of the n-word and how it, it's been turned like it was bad and now people are trying to use it as affectionate but it doesn't make any sense so he's trying to bring it back to its roots with Negus and Negus is a Nigerian king and he, he was made a whole point about that and he has a whole spiel about it and it's a uh, well in a word it's quite empowering because uh He's very clearly through this recording is very heartfelt, and the whole way it's done is uh, even though it's probably from a recording studio, it feels live and it feels in the moment, it feels present, but not like live in a stadium and live in like a concert. It feels like, well, to me anyway, I felt like it was live in like a back garden the way he did it. Uh, I might play it another day if I do. I might do it, uh, a show on concept album works and like the difference between playing uh, like a single like that and then how they contrast on the album, but you know, we'll see. Uh, but that song is actually about self-assurance. The idea is that uh, to survive in this world, you have to be confident in yourself. It came from his experiences going up in Compton. He said, uh, many people from Compton, they don't have any self-love, and so they end up in jail usually, and they didn't have much, you know, they were looking to their mother or their father or grandmother or any figure f- above them for that matter, any like, like a parent, parently figure or guardian for love, and they didn't always get it, and then they would, you know, as a result, they would turn to you know, against the law, which wasn't always the case, I understand, but more often than not, he, uh, Kendrick Lamar's reckoning is that if you have self-love, you won't go to jail, because you know, you, you'll you have that confidence in yourself to do good and to do, uh, just to be a, be a better person, be a good person. Uh, he, but this song, fun fact, it won the Grammys for two, uh, it won two Grammys in 2014 for Best Rap Song and Best Rap Performance. It's a very good song. Now, I generally wouldn't be a Kendrick Lamar listener. I listened to Pimp Butterfly and I liked that. I liked the whole... I do love a good concept album anyway. But uh, I wouldn't really listen to rap in general or hip-hop. But I'm actually getting more into it because I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad and appreciate sampling a lot more. Because uh, I talked about it last year with... Uh, last semester with Woody when he came on and we talked about samples and he was on about how we're sampling, you know, down the aisle you get a Yakult uh, thing, you know, 2007 during the boom. And I said, no, Woody, that's the wrong type of sampling. And he said, oh, right. But I'm really starting to appreciate sampling because of how difficult it is. Like people like uh, Daft Punk or... I'm going to say his name on radio. I probably shouldn't be saying his name on radio. Kanye was very good at sampling. But I'll have a, I'll have no a whole other show planned for that. So I will get around back to sampling because I do generally find it quite interesting. So right now... Actually, I'm going to go to the turntable next. Turntable vinyl player. I like record player. I'm going to go to the record player. Uh, I've been saying those three words literally every single time I go to the turntable for the past. This is show number 31. You can get <laughs> almost 20 other shows. Uh, 17 or 18, I think 17 shows on podcasts and Spotify. If you like what you, if you like what you listen to, you'll find all the songs on a playlist called AJ's Jukebox. But if you like the radio show and want to listen to, listen to this again or listen to more of these, you can find them on Spotify on vinyl, UCC 98.3 FM, Vinyls and Vibe. So, now getting on to the turntable. This is a song from 1972 by Billy Paul. This is Brown Baby.
So that was Brown Baby by a guy called Billy Paul, who's from Philadelphia. Uh, so I've been saying it for a while. I've been really getting into soul music a lot lately. And the other day I was in, uh, right at the end of Christmas, I was in uh, Bonka Vinyl across from the Opera House in Cork City, looking at, uh, just trying to find something. I don't know. I was in town a bit early meeting, I can't remember who I was meeting, but my mother meeting my girlfriend Helen. And I was in town earlier looking at vinyls. And I was just, perplexed because before Christmas I went in to go buy my dad a, a Neil Young album or, or any album for Christmas and I found a Neil Young album I don't know which one because there, uh, there were so many Neil Young albums oh my god but I found this Billy Paul Live in Europe album and I had known who Billy Paul was because of uh, the, the song that this album is off of it's off of an album called 360 Degrees of Billy Paul it, it contains this song which is called uh, Brown Baby and it has another song called Me and Mrs. Jones which is just two very good songs. Like I think Me and Mrs. Jones is a better song, and it is. It's performed way better, and it's just more of a soul song. It's just into it more, and just a brilliant rendition of it live in his uh, Live in Europe album. But uh, I'm going to save that for another day. I just thought I'd get a bit of Billy Paul in here, because he's a really good artist. I think he's severely underrated, because uh, like, you haven't heard of him. Because I have definitely haven't didn't hear, hear of him before last year. Because in work, sometimes when I'm putting on, on a, I'm, I work in a warehouse, sometimes I'm put on the production line. So if I'm on the production line, I, I'm allowed to listen to music because, you know, I'm just just making stuff or like label something for like hours on end. And I was listening to soul, loads of soul playlists. And I found this guy, Billy Paul. I found this song, Me and Mrs. Jones. And I also found a, a cover he does of uh, Elton John's song, Your Song. And he says that, uh, he says in the back of his uh, Billy Paul Live in Europe album, he says that uh, Elton John wrote it. Billy Paul, Billy Paul sings it. He actually sings that like two, two times, like uh, at the end of his rendition of it. And the live one, I'll bring that in next week or some other time. It's a very good album, very fun, and I, I love the cover of it. It's just it's like a silhouette of him in the background playing live, and then him standing in front of himself. It's simple, but it's it's very effective. Uh, but anyway, about this song, Brown Baby. Uh, there's not much online about it. I tried looking up a lot of it, and there's not really anything there. Uh, all I got was a uh, Billy jo- Billy jo- Billy. Paul sadly passed away in 2016 at the age of 81. Uh, and that be, me and Mr. Jones will be on my show in the near future. Because <laughs> there's nothing online about it. All my usual sources fail. I, I usually use uh, Song Facts, uh, which is a brilliant website where it compiles hundreds and hundreds of facts about every single song. Now, obviously, the more known the song is, the more facts there'll be. Like a song like this wouldn't even be on Song Facts. Billy Paul had an account, there wasn't that much on it. Not account, but you know, like a fan page where you can upload facts about it. But there wasn't anything there, really. So I will find more in the future. Coming up to the the show where I'm going to play me and Mrs. Jones, there definitely will be. 
uh, information about us. So actually, I'm going to live have a little bit of a very different segment here. So right now, the I see on the Jazzler, which is what we have on the left of our thing. So our setup in the studio is we have there's a desk, we have a laptop on the right, we have the controls in front of us, and on the left is a computer on top of a CD player. And on the ultimate right, next to the right of the computer, outside the window, there's a vinyl player, a record player. And uh, but on the Jazzler, it's a program used for by radios. Well, this radio anyway. We have loaded the, one of the promos here. Is my promo, and I actually haven't heard it yet. I, w- I really want to listen to it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play that right now. Very self-indulgent, I know, but I'm I'm just interested. It's about it's a couple seconds long, uh, and I'm, I'm just going to get listen to it live. So this is <laughs> my promo for the show. Steady, steady. Oh, oh God. Okay, go back up, back up. Okay, needle dropping. Take two. Cool, okay. Are you an old soul? Do you like soul? Do you like old grainy blues recordings from before your nan was born? Do you like 80s synth that holds bars for way too long? Do you love power chords from 70s rock? Do you like timeless 60s? You can find it all and much, much more on Violins and Vibes with myself, AJ Whelan, on UCC 98.3 FM. From Robert Johnson to BB King, Elvis to the Beatles, Forgotten Gems to UCC Ones to Watch. So basically, there's good music from all ages. Brought to you by Vinyls and delivered to you by Vibes. You can find it all on UCC 98.3 FM. So that's Vinyls and Vibes every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. With myself, AJ. Oh God, here it comes. Okay, well, I shouldn't be here. I gotta go. Bye. Hey, AJ, are you still here? Have you no home to go to? Just go home and listen to music there. Go on, scoot. I like that. Uh, so... I recorded that about a few weeks ago, a few weeks to go in the semester with Kieran, uh, and then I redid it with uh, Gavin, the new st- studio uh, producer, and uh, I really liked it. I, I, I the idea I kept it from last year, while I'm just talking about what's to come to show. Obviously, it's, it's a promo, but then uh, you know, needle drop at the beginning, and then when I came in with the with to record it, I was listening to uh, your man. Oh my God, Elmore! Oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Dust My Broom. Who sings that? Dust My Broom. That's, that's the name of the song in the background. Dust My Broom. Sing by a guy called Elmore James. That's it. Elmore James. I think Elmore Rigby. Which is El- actually too close to Elmore Rigby. Anyway. So that's my promo. So keep an eye out for it. I'm going to go straight back to the CD player next. We're going to the CD player next to listen to uh, a brilliant song. You know it. You definitely know it. Everyone's heard of the song. So this is Fleetwood Mac. Enjoy.
That was Fleetwood Mac with Go Your Own Way. Uh, truly, that album is absolutely, it's just brilliant. I really, I don't think there's, the only song I don't really like on this are, is uh, Oh Daddy and I Don't Want to Know. But even, I'm just checked out on, the, on, on Spotify, just the list of streams, and it's ridiculous. The, the, the least listened to song on this album has 31 million streams, and most, which is Dreams, has 1.13 billion streams. That is just ridiculous. It's, if you add it all up, the chain is 793. You Make Loving Fun is 133. Don't Stop is 249. Just, there's this, if you add it all up, I reckon this, this has to surely go over 2 billion streams like in a lifetime. And that's just on Spotify since 2015. Fleetwood Mac's are very much still alive. They have 24, over 25 million monthly listeners. They are still, a, by all accounts, a massive band. Now, sadly, uh, before Christmas, there, Christy McVie died. Uh, Christy McVie, she was briefly married to... Uh, oh, I just think I might remember the band, whose name I can never remember. His name is, I have written here, John McVie. Uh, so, the sessions, the recording sessions of this song were very awkward because you had Lindsay and you had Stevie, Lindsay Buckingham and Stevie Nicks. They were in the middle of a breakup and John and Christy McVie, Christina... Christine McVie were in the middle of a divorce so Mick Fleetwood actually said that their recording sessions were just oh horrendous but they managed to get through it and the producers uh, helped them get through it so you had uh, Richard Dashut and Ken Clayt I don't know if I said those names right at all but they're the name they're the producers uh, actually this might be just a CD cause I'm pretty sure this CD came out in 2004 this is my dad's CD obviously I wasn't collecting CDs in 2004 I was only two years old like uh, you know getting in the collection early but it's just that must have been horrible sessions now as a result you get some brilliant songs so you have most of the songs in this are about breakups so you have uh, all keeping together so you have dreams which is a song about from stevie nicks going to Lindsay about how she wants to you know she's on about she's very subtly talking about maybe he's cheating you know players only play players only love you when they're playing and you have a women they will come and they will go and all about that how uh, Lindsay Buckingham is just he's just running through them but then in this song you also have uh, lyrics like I'll get up here for you it should be in this I'll get up here for you go your own way Lindsay Buckingham says something about shacking up somewhere oh yeah tell me why everything turned around packing up shacking up is all you want to do so what what Lindsay Buckingham is getting at here is that he, uh, he's saying like without a doubt that Lindy, that, that Stevie is going around and sleeping with other guys while they're together. Now, when Stevie heard this before it went out, she demanded he took it off because she's insistent that there was no overlap between uh, him and anybody else with her affairs. Like to put it, to put it in the most PC way as possible. But Lindy was like, "Nope, it's staying." And there it is to this day. Seventy-seven was five thirty-five, forty-five years ago. So that is there uh, forty-five years now, and. Uh, now you can see in all the cover art for that they actually look like they're getting on quite a, quite well, but that's probably just all the drugs they were doing because apparently there was an amount, quite an amount of drugs going on behind the scene scenes. Uh, but then for this song, the drums, I really like the drums for it. Uh, Mick Fleetwood and uh, said he did his best to convey what Lindsay Buckingham was trying to get across, but Lindsay Buckingham was trying to get across his idea for the drums using a, a box of Kleenex and then hitting off it, and then he was like doing like like just and then. Mick Fleetwood was trying to like okay I understand where you're coming from but you're using a box of Kleenex but then apparently Mick Fleetwood the drummer isn't too happy with it he said he didn't he feels like he didn't fully get across what Lindsay was uh, trying to get but I think the final product is brilliant just the drums and all this are just out of this world Mick Fleetwood is a very very a very brilliant a brilliant drummer I was going to say underrated, but Mick Fleetwood is very, very highly rated in the drumming community. And rightly so. I think his work on The Chain, which is also on this album, is just brilliant. So as I was saying earlier, there's a Dreams in... Uh, where's it going? Go, go Your Own Way. CV said those two songs are actually twins, that, that, that they, they tell the exact same story but from two, two points of views, uh, which is actually a lot of what you find in today's uh, modern... A lot of music today is, you know, duet, like that uh, new Key in the Crow song, which you're one on the 
I know Keen the Crow because he performed at UCC there a few weeks ago. Uh, Keen the Crow with Ella Henderson. Actually, I should know her. She's the, <laughs> uh, that song is to take him to two points of view. Then you have uh, that uh, Eminem and Rihanna song I had a few weeks ago called uh, "Love the Way You Lie." L- the first version is of Eminem and he's singing about uh, her. And then in Rihanna's version on off her loud album, she's singing about him. Now that they both appear on both of them, but they tell the same story from two different people. The exact same thing's happening here, but with two different songs written by two different people. But they tell the exact same story of each other. Uh, but then you have like the songs like The Chain, like, The Chain Keep It Together. It even says it in the lyrics there, I'll just, I'll just put the lyrics back. But you know, The Chain Keep It Together, which is ironic because when uh, they finally kicked Lindsay out of the group in 2017 I think it was they then went on to Ellen Show with two new guitarists and then sang that song and that song was there like we got this guys we're together we're in this together forever and then the next thing you know Lindsay's kicked out and they, they performed the song without him so it was, I suppose take everything with a grain of salt so I'm going to go back now to Spotify and I'm going to play uh, well today's show is upbeat that, no, that segment there might have been too upbeat with the, all the divorce and the breaking up but the song itself was quite a big Go Your Own Way brilliant song so I'm going to go now to uh, a funky soul song from the 70s this is the Jacksons but blame it on the boogie a fun story for you afterwards but this is it Blame It On The Boogie by The Jacksons came out in 1978 off their Destiny album. It's one of my favourite album covers. It's uh, quite... Uh, well, the word I'm going to use is self-indulgent because the five of them are there. They're topless. 
not topless, but the half, you know, the half wearing her shirt. But it's painted. It looks really cool, and it has the Jacksons in hot red writing. And there, this massive word "destiny" is sprawled out across the ocean, and the waves are bashing against it. And then Daddy uh, on top of it. And in the background, you have lightning, and you have and a tornado. It is an absolutely wild album cover. I really love it. It's, it's a painting. It it really is something to look at. But uh, the song is really good as well. Uh, so blame on the boogie. You've probably heard it in Brogue at one stage, if you've been been in there. Brogue is a nightclub in Cork, if you're not familiar with where it is. Uh, so 1978, uh, occasionally, sorry, originally, <laughs> I thought I can't read my own writing, originally written by a guy called Mick Jackson. So not Mike J- Michael Jackson, Mick Jackson. It was written for Stevie Wonder, but Stevie Wonder never picked it up. Uh, so Mick, he went, he went away, he recorded it, and he played himself in a 1978 Mid Dem Festival, mu- Mid Dem Music Festival in Cannes, France. C A N N E S. I think it's pronounced Cannes, like you know the Cannes Film Festival. Cannes, Cannes. I don't actually know. Uh, that was in a mild Scottish accent. I d- I've done that twice today. Now I've just said something really, really, really weirdly, and it sounded like a Scottish accent. Anyway, so at this festival was a member of the Jackson Five entourage. And what he was doing there was, you know, they sent people out to go looking for songs off, you know, for their album. Because they were putting out stuff. Uh, the Jacksons were formerly known as the Jackson 5. But then in 1970, I believe it was 78, 77. Uh, I'll check here. Okay, what's their earliest album? 1976, they changed their name. I don't know why. I have to, I have to look into it. But they they, they released their, uh, their new album called The Jacksons. There were still five of them. I thought it was because they're... Uh, Brother Randy joined, or rather Randy, no, it was, uh, Randy Younger, who was the, Marlon, no, I think it was Randy was the, he's the one younger, Michael Jackson is the second youngest son, I think, and then one, the, the, the son below him then joined, and then they got, they got six members, which had to change from Jackson 5, because they weren't five anymore, but then, no, in the, in the album cover, there's only five of them there, and there's five, the next one, there's five all the way through, so, I don't know why they changed, I will get that, uh, for another day, i got to figure out why, because that, that will actually annoy me, but uh, he went away, the, the, road, the entourage member went away looking for songs, found this one, and then raced back to America, because there wasn't any, uh, you know, telef- well, there wasn't any good telephone to get the music across. We had to go, he recorded it live uh, with a camera, I believe. What do I have here? Uh, he was searching for songs. I think he went to recorded with a, with, a, with a camera at the time. And then he went back to the US, he gave it to Jacksons to perform. They then recorded it, and then there was a race between the Jacksons and uh, Mick Jackson to get this out. Now I don't. I'm not actually fully sure if that's a, if that's legal, because uh, I'm trying to f- left click, show credits. Who's who? Who has the credits? Performed, written by Michael Jackson Clark, which must be Mick Jackson. Because uh, I remember a couple of weeks ago I was in skateboards, skateboards and cool stuff behind the courthouse, and I found this uh, "Blame on the Boogie" by Mick Jackson, and I was like, "Why the hell is Mick Michael Jackson's name Mick Jackson?" Turns out it's a whole different person. I think Mick Jackson is English. He's an Englishman. And he recorded it. And it's a bit more solely apparently than... Well, I say apparently. It is a bit more solely. I have it when I'm home. And, uh, but I was, I was listening to it. I put it on. And I had no idea uh, why Mick, Michael Jackson was called Mick Jackson. So I put the vinyl on after buying it. And then I found, hang on, this isn't Michael Jackson at all. So I fell trapped to this. But uh, at the time, it was a... you know perfect media battle because you had the battle of the boogie you had two Michael Jacksons and then at the end both versions charted and they did, they did quite well for themselves now the only one that danced, that stood the testament of time is the Jacksons version partly due to you know Michael Jackson's like sensational career and then you know in the later 2000s his fall from grace uh, but you know fall from grace you know famously makes you more famous like, like Kanye West I don't think he's ever, he's ever been as famous as he is now uh Name and anyone that you don't like in history, that, that, that's considered deemed a bad person. If they weren't a bad person, you reckon they'd be as famous as they are, as they are now? Maybe I'm wrong. Michael Jackson was all big beforehand. He, before he's a, uh, you know. Yeah, moving on. I'm gonna now go to the back to the record player, and I'm gonna play another vinyl I picked up over Christmas. So this is a bit more fun. This is a uh, offbeat. This is the Rolling Stones from 1980. This is Start Me Up.
That was Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones, which came off the 1981 Tattoo You album. So that was a very sexually charged song and sexually charged lyrics. And uh, that album, interestingly enough, is the eighth album in a row for the uh, for the Stones to go number one in the US. And eight consecutive, so eight albums in a row, straight to number one when it debuted. Like, that is unbelievable. And I listened to the album in full, and not going to lie, I don't like it. I don't think it does anything. It's really just... Now, it's it's very much the beginning of the MTV era. So what was happening was, MTV was starting up in, the, in 1981 in America, and they were just looking to play music all the time. So the Rolling Stones came out with this song, and they had a very basic but effective uh, music video that came along with it. And they, they brought it into MTV, they let MTV play it, and MTV were like, oh yeah, so we have this massive band who have well-established giving us music, we're going to play this all the time. And next thing you know, you had you know those young kids, you know, 10 years old plus, who are watching MTV on a non-stop basis, just absolutely gulping this up. And they then they just loved this song more and more and more. Now, it's a very good song, it's very fun, I don't get me wrong, but uh, how it got, this song gave them a whole new generation of life. And now you had this whole new generation coming through of the MTV era kids. And they liked the Rolling Stones because, you know, in the very early days of MTV, they were playing the Rolling Stones music video over and over again. And if you've seen it, uh, all you have to do is go onto uh, Spotify and then click the song Start Me Up by Rolling Stones. And then you get a glimpse of it in the, what's it called, canvas, in the Spotify canvas, which when you play it and you hold it open on your screen, you will see a few pictures running through. And... uh, well, that's basically just highlights of the of the music video. It's a fun music video, but all it is is just the band playing the music, playing the song to a black background, and it starts off with Mick Jagger dancing. Very very simple idea, and actually the guy who directed it was a guy called Michael Lindsay Hogg. And now I'm going to break my streak of not having mentioned the Beatles yet, but Michael Lindsay Hogg was the guy who directed the Beatles uh, Let It Be film in 1969. You can see him in the, in the Get Back documentary. Uh, but he's also directed a whole host of other uh, Rolling Stones uh, videos as well. He directed all the music videos for this one. But, like, you know, it's very simple. It does not much to be done in this one. But, you know, he did a good job of it. It's a very... It's nice. But then you also have, uh, in 1995, another fact about the song. In 1995, Microsoft used it to uh, push their ad... Uh, push their campaign for, you know, the Windows 95. So, you know... Th- the start button button on Windows 95, the whole idea of you know, this song starting me up. It's very simple, it works, it's very good. Uh, but this song was originally recorded actually in 1977 uh, for the album Some Girls, the Some Girls Sessions in Paris. But they didn't like it. They, they first recorded it with actually a reggae background. And then they were like, hang on, this is absolute kite. So then they went away, they left it, and then they were, they were trying to fill songs for this Tattoo You album. And they uh, remembered, hang on, remember that number we did in Paris? They they brought it back, they redid it, and then they pushed it forward with this. And then it became a hit. The very, it's a good song, it's a fun song. So now I'm going to do, I really like this, I'm going to go over to my CD player. <laughs> my CD player, I've already claimed it. I'm probably the, the person who's used it the most, realistically. Everyone in here uses Spotify, and I'm here on my vinyl and CD player. I love it. I'm going to go back to another CD. This one actually is original 1989 CD, which is a really weird flex to say. But, uh... Actually, you know what? I'll show you a cool trick ass with, with the CD. So, uh, this was produced by Jeff Lynne. It's come out in 1989. This is uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, Full Moon Fever. And this is the song uh, "Long Love is a Long Road. I really enjoy this song, and I hope you do too. So, this is Love is a Long Road by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Enjoy.
absolute tune that was love of the long road by uh, tom petty and the heartbreakers really really like that song and one of my favorite things about this album is it was in the it was in the peak of when people were changing over from records to cds and uh, i'm going to try and get up here in the next song for you uh so i'm not sure now if it will uh facing the crowd not facing the crowd which one is it uh next what's next six Nope, not that one. Five. Yeah, Running Down the Dream. So this is Running Down the Dream on the same album. I'm going to try and fast forward. This this song, it says in the back here, is 4 minutes and 23. Can I fast forward? I can. One minute. Hang on. Two minutes. Three minutes. Four. So 4.10. Now listen to this. Hello CD listeners, we've come to the point in this album where those listening on cassette or records will have to stand up or sit down and turn over the record or tape. In fairness to those listeners, we'll now take a few seconds before we begin side two. Thank you. Here's side two. I think that's very clever. So, uh, Tom Petty was well aware of the whole shift in people buying stuff and he put this, he added this to the album into the CD version. I'm not sure if it's on the record version. I've never actually got my hands on the record version. I probably, I probably could look it up. But uh, I think it's a very, very clever... Uh, so on the back it says Running Down the Dream is 4 minutes and 23 seconds. And uh, it is. After 23 seconds you get you hear this sound bite and now uh, you have, you know, I think the band members are making uh, animal sounds in the background. It's very funny. I love it. I didn't realise it until I listened to it on Spotify. Because I used to listen to the single version. And then I listened to the album version. And I was like, hang on a minute now. And actually, fun fact about me. That is the second song, Running Down the Dream, is the second song I ever played in the show. And I played the uh, single version. Because I knew that was at the end of it. I didn't want to get in my own way. So, uh, I'm going to go to... Will I go to Spotify or will I go to the vinyl next? I'll go to the vinyl next. So... Going to the turntable now. This is a very fun song from 1972. This is Silly Dan. This is Reeling in the Years. Enjoy. Seven. 
quarantine And all the time I've known you I still don't know what you mean The weekend at the college didn't turn out like you planned The things that pass for knowledge I can't understand Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of mine? Are you reeling in the years? Stowing away the time Are you gathering up the tears? Have you had enough of mine? That was Reeling the Years by Stevie Dam, which came out in 1972 off the uh, Can't Buy a Thrill album. So it's about a breakup of a girlfriend, and actually it's one of the most famous songs, but the band, Stevie Dan, hates it. They just do not like the song at all. Because they say it's like, a, it's Reeling in the Years, to put it in comparison, is Oasis's, 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 yeah, that sounds right. Oasis is Wonderwall. Jesus, that was weird. Anyway, uh, they they think it's a dull and boring song that doesn't do much. And uh, but like the public loves it. It's a good song. It's a fun song. But Steely Dan, they're known for their meticulous sound. So every note has to be played perfectly, or they're redoing it. Which is you know, if you want a good sound, you can get it. But you know, it's, music's about relax. And if I know, I wouldn't get on with that at all. Because if I'm very, I'm very lazy, fair with stuff. And if I want to. If I'm playing guitar, there's absolutely no structures to what I'm doing at all. So I would not get on well with Steely Dan. But uh, I do like to listen to their music, though. Real in the Years is their number one song on Spotify. And has just over 200 million streams. So uh, uh, I have some more stuff about it. Jimmy Page, who's the lead guitarist of Led Zeppelin, had high praise for uh, Elliot Randall. He's the guitarist on this. Elliot Randall's uh, guitar soloing. But what's mad is... Randall was never part of Steely Dan. He was he was invited by the other guitarist, by the main guitarist in uh, Steely Dan. His name is Jeff. His nickname was Skunk Baxter. Uh, he also played with Doobie Brothers, the Jeff Baxter. But he, Elliot Randall was invited into the sessions by him, and then he ended up playing guitar on this. So it's very cool. Uh, but that's basically the end of my show, there, people. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, 
hope you really enjoyed it tune in this for the same time next week between 3 to 4 p.m uh, for violent and violence with myself aj Whelan. if you like the music listen to you can find it on spotify and the playlist aj's jukebox if you like the the show you listen to you can find this show very soon and you can find more shows like it right now on spotify on the violent you see 98.3 fm violent and violence with aj Whelan. so thank you very much for listening i hope that you're listening next week my name is aj Whelan, and i'm going to end on this song by uh uh by train it's called drops drop to jupiter very quickly it, actually this is another song this gives me oasis vibes it's about uh pat monaghan he's the lead singer he this is about his mother who died it's a very sad song but it's very upbeat and it's very famous it's 22 years old this year anyway salon that thank you for listening i'm overdoing as always my goodbyes but i feel like it's kind of the trademark salon boys Like summer and walks like rain.